Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hello and welcome to Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I'm your first co-host, Sarah Musak. And I'm your second Soviet super soldier, Michael Short. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Michael, I'm learning so much about you. Yes, uh, yeah, so we're going to get some Soviet Super Soldier action in this episode because it is Season 2, Episode 4, Red Dawn. Out of the gate, we get previously on X-Men, we are reminded that the Friends of Humanity are the absolute worst. Um, we get a messed up morph versus Wolverine. We find out the Savage Land is in play. There are pterodactyls in play. And Professor X and Magneto go over a waterfall, which actually doesn't have a lot to do with the plot we're about to enter. But you do need to know it for some of the B-plot. Yes. And actually, we, oh, actually, we do get to get, get some good dinosaur action. So after the title sequence, see, I remember the right term this time. Uh, after the title sequence, we get Professor X carrying Magneto out of the water with his helmet still on. And I do want to compliment Magneto on his helmet construction, because I would have lost that thing a long time ago in that video. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, like, take it off, buddy. It's probably real hot. It's probably uncomfortable. Full water. Then, then I yeah. went, oh, he usually wears that to, well, like, I think it's retcon that he wears it to protect himself against Professor X's, mm -hmm. you know, mental powers. But, like, they've also established that neither of them have their powers right now. So, take it off, buddy. It's okay. Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. Get comfortable. <laughs> Get comfortable is what I'm saying. Take off your shoes and jacket, you know. Stay a while. Relax. It's the Savage Land. We got dinosaurs. <laughs> Hang out. You know. And we get a weird line from Professor X. We won't be able to leave the way we came. As he looks at the waterfall like you think, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I wrote was Magneto and Professor X walk among the uh, gas geysers. And I did call it because we get a lot of geyser reference um, uh, as we proceed in this scene we get um we get some real heart to heart you know one of the things we've talked about in previous episodes is that magneto and professor x are kind of obsessed with each other a little a little in love yeah. maybe and you know we get magneto saying i don't understand you your life would be infinitely easier if mine were to end and yet you saved me and then we get uh xavier getting real romantic I do not yearn for an easy life, Magneto, only a just one. But whoa, oh, here comes a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> no time to dwell on that sentiment. Nope, nope. The T-Rex comes trying to eat him. And here's, okay, the, this gets real fun because they run and they somersault together along the edge of the geyser. I don't know if you caught that, but they did the cool like side tumbling of like like someone in the field. Oh, gosh. Yeah, again... I was, I, I, I've said this before, I, I get so stuck on other details that I miss things. And so like, I was a bit stuck on, uh, I'll admit the scientific accuracy of the T-Rex. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it the weird pecs? Because it did have weird pecs. <laughs> um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't not part of it. <laughs> <laughs> explicitly uh, part of it you know i mean uh mostly the big stuff you know the uh the kind of the tail dragon the uh you know i'd have to 
double check. I think it had the wrong number of fingers. So maybe that's how he wasn't a T-Rex. Uh, you know, and even right about then in the early nineties, the scientific consensus of what dinosaurs looked and moved like was starting to change Mm -hmm. from the, you know, the upright sluggish tail draggers to, you know, much more agile bird-like creatures, um, velociraptors, velociraptors and all that. And, uh, uh, so even then it was, it was already changing. And, and so I'm like, man, just, uh, it's just. They had feathers, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, that's I, I, what I was a little stuck on, admittedly. Uh, so it just shows you where my priorities are, I guess. No, that, uh, which, which is fair. I mean, one of us has to have one eye on the dinosaurs, and one of us has to be like, did that <laughs> actually happen? Did those two just do like a synchronized somersault? And they did, everybody. They did. Um, and so I also just want to bring up that one of the things I noticed was that, yeah, the professor can walk, but he's also like an athlete. It's yeah. not just that he can walk, right? Yeah, no muscle atrophy at all. Like, he mm-hmm. is A-OK. Mm-hmm. Look better than OK. Swimming, like he's, he's, jumping. He's more in shape than I am, clearly. Like, I think <laughs> he could do a triathlon. I have no desire to. Um, but, uh yeah, go way way to go, Professor. Because I feel like in other times when he's been able to walk, like he's needed, he still needed some help, but not now. He's he's real ripped, and we're going to talk about the, the the most swole member of this episode in just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. You okay. seem excited. Should we just uh, yeah. jump ahead to that part, no, Sarah? No, no, <laughs> I mean... but it's it's going to come. I like to <laughs> like to to give a little little teaser. So they're running from little the tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're running from the T-Rex, who's, I guess, trying to eat them. Magneto <laughs> keeps yelling, geyser-related instructions. It's like, we have to get to the other side of the geyser. Keep the geyser between us and him. <laughs> it's it's like, no, we, we get it. You get the vocab word. You got an A in, in, in landform vocabulary. Magneto, you're fine. <laughs> now run towards the butte near the mesa. <laughs> <laughs> don't get don't get stuck in the silt along the river yes the delta the, <laughs> the delta silt yes magneto i understand you <laughs> you got you got a children's book about rock formations i get it yeah absolutely and i to be honest silt is one of those words that i definitely learned only from elementary school vocabulary yeah yeah. Never use it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I try and throw it in whatever I can. Uh, get my money's worth. So uh, they they run in a circle. They are chased by the T-Rex. Magneto hits it in the face with rocks. Yeah. Uh, and on purpose. This is part of his strategy. Uh, because by keeping the geyser between the, the T-Rex and them, the geyser goes off in the dinosaur's face. And I wrote, Booyah, because uh, it's the 90s. And uh, for some reason, the guys are next to the T-Rex unconscious. I didn't quite get it, but I also didn't question it. Yeah. I uh, I mean, it depends on how hot that water is. I think being knocked unconscious is the, the least that would happen mm, to you. Mm, yeah. No, that's fair. I also, I mean, that it makes me wonder, right, because they've got the, I mean, feathers, right, which we aren't seeing, but the reptilian skin, and I wonder if they can take take the heat can they take the heat <laughs> probably not no <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, I remember one time having this real stupid thought. I forgot. I think I was at the um, the Natural History Museum, and you know they've mm-hmm. got uh, like dinosaur era, like other creatures. Sure. And one of them had uh, an exoskeleton, but around its brain. So it died. I just remember thinking, nature gave you a hat. That's really nice. Because <laughs> it was like it was like the skull was on the outside. So anyway, don't don't trust me in a biology lab, folks. That's not where I belong. Wait, which animal? Do you remember which animal this was? No, now I don't at okay. all. But I could draw a picture of what what I saw. You're gonna have to draw me a picture because okay, I that's, am that's very a curious. Sarah Musek promise. <laughs> <laughs> so we we changed locations from the Savage Land to what is referred to as the Kamutsky Valley former Soviet Union. Um, And, you know, I had the first indication that that might not be a real place uh, because they spelled the the ski the Polish way. And as a Polish girl, I'm like, "Mm, no, Mm. you're wrong. And then I looked it up and Kamuski Valley is only associated with as the birthplace of Omega Red (laughs) in the fictional Marvel universe. So it does not exist anywhere. It just for, for everybody's reference. So they contextualize this real quick. We got tanks. We got a military bunker. We got pressing buttons. Oh, yeah. There's gas. There's ice. There's a dude in a tube with doors. <laughs> Those hands operating the computer mm-hmm. were just doing everything. <laughs> like They were flying fast and loose. Mm-hmm. Furious. I, uh, fast and I, they got the one animator. Yeah, they got the one animator who's good at hands on that scene, and he's like, I'm throwing every hand pose I know in. Absolutely. Everything that a hand can do, it is doing it. I also and love I also I just, love just I want like, to make yeah. the joke that it's like, Michael, we have a hand job for you. And you're like, absolutely, I have your hand guy. Oh, uh, great. Yep. That's what they know me as. Yeah. Hand job guy. Hand job guy. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, it pays the bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I also love like, Two things I love about it. One, I love the uh, the GI Joe laser blasts that all the tanks are shooting out. You mm-hmm. know, like just like just to kind of keep it PG. Yep. It's, everything's it's just like, lasers. You know, everything's lasers. No, no actual munitions or, or mortars blowing stuff up. Just, just, just lasers. And uh, and then like as as everything's like building to a head, like the editing gets really, really like super fast super mm-hmm. like just like cut 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 like mm-hmm. like like 60 cuts a minute just just it was impressive just how many edits and it's all like the same like three shots over and over <laughs> again but it was just like wow they're really trying to make a meal out of nothing here they and they did they made a <clears throat> big old lunchtime meal <clears throat> Or breakfast meal, as the case may be, Saturday morning cartoons, I yeah. think. Yeah, big I also, bowl of cereal. In addition to the laser guns on the tanks, we also have some soldiers that I just wrote down were dressed like the future because I still had their yeah. like, full body armor, basically stormtrooper, faceless soldier style, also with laser guns. Yeah. And um, yeah, and we see that, that some former Soviet citizens running in terror. And on the monitor, we see an outline of who, you know, the fans know is Omega Red. And what I loved is it's like like a grid-like outline of him, mm-hmm. but it includes the ponytail. So you know. <laughs> I that too. You know who you're <laughs> So he breaks out. Omega Red is out. This big red and white behemoth with a half ponytail. Um, and he has this great soliloquy over a burning city. So just in case you you weren't sure, the villain 
has arrived. Yes. Real real Rorschach moment there, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of, of, ju- of just that of just that whole that whole thing. Yeah. I happen to have I happen to have a copy of Omega Red's first appearance. Do you like really in your possession? Yes. When, when, yeah, when yeah. was it's, it? X-Men number 4 volume 2 and yep. uh Oh yeah, and, I don't have it as an individual issue. I have it in um X-Men like like the collected. Yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. I got I got a single issue. Woo! Uh, so I and and because of the way they treat him in the story, like in this story as well, but like also in the comic, like I didn't realize that it was a first appearance because mm. there's like so much implied history of the character. And I'm just like, oh, I, I guess everyone else knows who he is. I guess he just you know must have shown up like you know five years ago or, or ten years ago or something into like some story. And now he's back. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't until much later that I realized like, oh, I've got, I got something like, you know, uh, 90s comics, they're not, none of them are worth anything, but it's just kind of like, oh, I got something neat now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also, well, while, while we're tooting horns, um, I also wanted yes. to, to toot mine because uh, without looking up anything, I was able to write in the margins of my notes, carbonadium synthesizers. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that those words are still somewhere back there, like 30 years later. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we find out that Omega Red is going to restore the former Soviet Empire to its glory and uh, show the 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 leaders, the weak leaders, who's boss. It's Omega Red. Mm -hmm. And then we then we go to what I guess is Moscow. We have a really vague outline of St. Basil's Cathedral in the background. Uh, We meet Darkstar, who looks awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, And she's telling the generals that Omega Red has been released from his bondage. And man, do we get some topical dialogue, right? Uh, I'm like, when was this written? How prescient is this episode? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, uh, yeah, either, either, yeah, I guess... Is Putin like, the Omega Red of our world? Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give him, like, like because Omega Red's still pretty cool, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and he's doing a little a little bit of good against his will in the current X-Men series. So. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, there is, like, just that amount of prescience. Of, like, I guess if you were paying attention, it all makes sense when you write that in, in the early 90s. And mm-hmm. if you're a kid, like I was not paying attention. It's just like it's like, wow, that'll never happen. And now, thirty years later, it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, okay. I guess mm-hmm. I guess those pieces really do fit together, don't they? Yeah, because you know they told us as kids, it's like we won the Cold War. It's over. <laughs> and yeah, and then we we get these lines soon. That these sovereign nations will be returned where they belong <laughs> to Mother Russia. Um, mm-hmm. But the good news yep. is our girl Darkstar is not taken in by the propaganda. Um, she calls them out. She says, you say this is for the people, but you risk using a living weapon that you could not control before. Um, and I, and so we kind of get a little preview that even though she's on the, the side of the bad guys, that Darkstar's got a heart. Meanwhile, at the X-Mansion, Jubilee is skateboarding, and I hope, kids, that you noticed that she was wearing a helmet and knee pads. Mm-hmm. So... Protection is important. Be safe. 
be safe. Um, and she comes across some uh, Friends of Humanity graffiti. Yeah, Michael, I could tell you were going to say something. What were you going to type in? I was going to say, like, yeah, go fight crime, fight evil mutants, don't wear a helmet or knee pads, skateboarding, gotta wear the helmet oh, or knee man, pads. Oh, man, protect that cranium. <laughs> Also, she did something that I didn't realize she could do with her powers, which she erased graffiti yeah. with her powers. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and well, I, I think I didn't realize how fresh the Friends of Humanity graffiti was because they're inside roughing up a guy with a turban. Pay attention, kids. Right. Right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And she takes on the Friends of Humanity, but she's but she didn't do so well. But thank goodness, here comes our friend colossus i thought for a second that colossus didn't get too far in his journey across america because <laughs> <laughs> that's like what he said last time we saw him like oh, i'm gonna go see america mm-hmm. and i was like did you did you not get very far did you just oh no just to, just to through, the local like... 7-eleven equivalent <laughs> what was the 7-eleven equivalent where you grew up michael uh 7-eleven because i grew up on long island ah um, very good very good. Yeah, but we also had we also had a, a dairy barn. Ah, I think yes. is what it was called. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, I remember when I was in college, my one of my college girlfriends, one of my college girlfriends, like I had, like I had two, uh, <laughs> uh, came to visit Ooh. and like. <laughs> this is where it's revealed. <laughs> yeah. Two whole girlfriends throughout all of college. It's, yeah, it doesn't. It's, I didn't want to make it when I said one of my college girlfriends. I didn't want to make it sound like I was like some like oh yeah, one of dozens or something. Dozens like, no, one, of one women. of two, one yeah. of two people, <laughs> two Aww. full humans. Uh, 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 she was visiting, and she was just like so uh, confused by the 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 dairy barn set up because it was like a drive-thru you could just drive through oh, it oh sure you know and you could like ask for stuff and she's like why would you like why would you do it and i, I just took it for granted i'm like because you, you do you, you just <laughs> yeah you just gotta pick up a gallon of milk you're not gonna park the car get all the way out you're just gonna drive through get that and go on it makes sense to me i don't know she was from western new york so i don't know maybe they do this stuff different there but they must i mean we didn't have anyway drive-through convenience stores we we also had 7-eleven in the chicagoland area and my town had what was referred to as the white hen pantry <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds Which very is, upscale it sounds very cottage core it's <laughs> <laughs> nope nope it was just a, it was just a 7-eleven with a chicken logo uh and my mom would take me there if i got too stir crazy so that i had to go out and like walk half a mile <laughs> just okay all right, all right. So enter Colossus. So I, I promised yes, we would talk back. about the most swole mutant, and we got to see him bulk up. Yes. So and uh, we and, and I just I I love Colossus, and in the cartoon he's at his like friendly dumbest, right? <laughs> I hear you desire to see mutant, and then there's like he runs off friends of human humanity, and up front there's like a too intimate hug between Jubilee and Colossus. So they're definitely playing up the Kitty mm. Pride angle. Um, for anybody who didn't read the comics, he had a relationship once with again. Someone that she knew for an afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, but she's like a teenager and she's horny and who else is there, really? (laughs) Fair point. Fair play to you, Sarah. God bless. (laughs) Um, I also really love that 
that Colossus says, I was on my way to your mansion. I need the X-Men's help. So again, real tight narrative structure. We are not feeding around yeah. the bush. Back at the mansion, Jubilee puts away food. And previously she's like, oh, they don't have food. That's why I have to go out. But when she puts away the food, there appears to also be food. So I, I don't know about that. Maybe she just wanted to get out. I think she had specific things that she wanted. They have food, but none of her food. Her you favorite. Know. No, chili, yeah. no chili fries. Right? No she's chili all, fries. She's them all right. She loves chili fries. Why don't they just have chili fries in a can? Why don't they just do that? <laughs> I have to go out that's and buy so chili so and fries. Uh, God. so gross. <laughs> So gross. Um, So is there for help with Omega Red, but nobody's home. And then Jubilee narrates a note. She decides she's going to save the day. And so she narrates, hey guys, gone to Black Sea with Colossus to stop some guy named Omega Red. Dinner's in the freezer. Have a nice day. That is, that was one of the funniest things of the entire, that's one of the funniest things ever. Like that just, the, the cheerful manner of the note. It's specifically the Black Sea. Like, her Eastern yeah. European geography was much better than mine was at that time. Yes. And I couldn't tell I couldn't tell if it was, like, the writers knew that they were writing a funny line or if the writers were just like, we just need to get over this plot point, so let's just do this. <laughs> like, it's, it's great, though. I loved it. That was one of my favorite things in the world. It was, it was great. I agree. And it also gave Jubilee something to do besides, like, just like yell things like look the television <laughs> right so like she gets to <laughs> gets to participate uh so off they fly in in what i found we find out is one of at least two tiny jets i know I, it, it can see two didn't know that either we last saw a tiny jet uh being flown by gambit um right. to, to uh meet up with bishop in washington dc and we find out that uh jubes is like 300 or plus miles in the simulator and she accidentally flies the jet into a train tunnel <laughs> as one does yeah, yeah what, no big how, deal. what was your experience learning to drive like Michael? Uh, terrible. I was not good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, a lot of the classic mistakes, you know, of like hitting the gas when you're supposed to hit the brake, that kind yeah. of thing. And uh, I remember I, I took three tries to get the uh, my driver's license. I got oh. my third try. Yeah. Good for you. Now, now, the first try, I did really, really well, except for right at the end, the instructor goes, and I want you to turn left. And head back to the starting point. So I turn left, but the way that the roads were set up, there was like an intersection and a ramp. Oh, and no. so the left that I took was onto the ramp, which was a one-way street, and I was going the wrong way. And I just go, as I'm, she, she the instructor says to me, like, that's a that's a one-way street. And I just go, that's going to be points off. <laughs> and I just <laughs> get back to the starting point. So I fail that. But I'm like, no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. I, I got everything else was just fine. I just got to not make that one mistake on my mm-hmm. second try and I'll be fine. So I did not practice driving for the entire month in between. <laughs> and on my second try, I forgot how to parallel park. <laughs> so I, I had like a little nervous breakdown, a little mini breakdown trying to parallel park. The new instructor, different woman, very calm, very, very forgiving. She's like, let's just see if we can do it. Maybe we'll try again. I could not do it. Mm-hmm. Third try I did not do it until a year later. Uh, and I just remember in between hiring a driving instructor to teach me specifically how to parallel park. He's like, we get in the car with the two wheels, you know, the, and the two sets of pedals. And he's like, all right, so let's start doing like the whole thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, don't, don't give me the whole usual 
you know, lesson plan of like a beginning driver. Just let's, I'm paying you for the next hour. We're just going to do parallel parking. And I am really good at parallel parking now. Oh, that's great. I am. I am not good at parallel parking. I did not parallel park successfully on my driver's test, but they passed me anyway because it was my only thing I got off. And uh, yeah, but I am the master of the shimmy. If I can get part of the car into the spot, I can get the rest of the car into the spot in the end. Well, sure. Yes. Uh, It's all about lining up angles and when to turn the wheel at certain points. It's, it's, uh, uh, but I understand though, when I first tried to learn how to do it, I learned how to parallel park by my mom yelling at me, turn the wheel now, 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 (laughs) which is like, that doesn't really teach you to parallel park when this instructor was like, all right, when you're here, do this and that angle. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, now it all starts to come together. Point is, uh, I still wouldn't trust me behind the wheel of a jet. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, Jubilee's doing it in three dimensions. So that's, uh, that's, that's a toughie. Good, good for you, Jubes. So, right, so they, they, had, uh, they head over to unnamed former Soviet Republic, uh, and, and yeah, Classes is just like the master of the obvious in this, in this <laughs> episode, right? Capital of my country, so recently free, and he keeps saying, and I will give him, like, and the writer's credit, because Classes has won what, right, for, like, this whole episode, which is, I must find my family. Uh, yeah. He must, he must do that. So they're over there elsewhere. The tanks, oh, I wrote down elsewhere. The tanks start coming and they won't stop coming. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly I was having some fun with myself watching this episode. Clearly. <laughs> you, you okay? <laughs> I'm okay over here. I, I mean, I think. Hard to say. Okay. Um, uh, we find out that Omega Red's going to waste a parliamentarian with his tentacles, but he sort of mm-hmm. reined in by Dark Star. She clarifies that they were instructed to exile the parliament. Again, seems like a nice lady. What, what's a nice girl doing with a, with a villain like that? Hard to say. And then things get really weird because Omega Red, I think he had too much alone time. Yeah. Like too much solitary because he thinks he's doing the will of the people. And he's like, the people long for an iron hand, specifically my iron hand. And it's like, I don't I don't know where you've been, buddy. His Actually, logic I do. chain. Yeah, it's His not His logic chain was completely, great. like, I only take instruction from the people and the people want me to rule them with an iron hand. So it's like, so then you're not taking instruction from the people there, buddy. No, you're not. You're <laughs> not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, you know, but, I, you know, I'm willing to not, like, cut him some slack, like, you should let him do it, but, like, just that he was, like, Listen, himself. I'll give the fastest the benefit of the doubt. Wait, no, no, let's, just that, let's like, hear him out. Think, let's hear him out. <laughs> I think he was probably hallucinating in isolation in his cell, and, you know, he just needs to be put back there, and let's find out how that happens. No, I guess, I guess, yes. Sure, sure. His, his, his is born from, from definite... Uh, uh, you know, just yeah, being in solitary, being in confinement, yeah. you know, he has a bit more of an excuse than some people do. I That's guess. <laughs> correct. And I also think, I mean, clearly the, his version of the super soldier serum was not the same. Uh, and there may have also been some mm-hmm. psychological side effects. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm also proud, speaking of things that I remember, I wrote, meanwhile, at the Ust-Ordansky Collective Farm, which I remember is where Colossus is from, Uh, Colossus has a Luke Skywalker moment because everything's like all burned. And but fortunately, it's not a Uncle Owen Amperu situation. Um, Yeah. 
Yep, so he yells mother and Ileana and we get, you know, the beginning of the, the beautiful sibling relationship between Ileana and Piotr. <laughs> the way the way that Colossus Piotr says Ileana, like I, I felt like at certain points, like every 10 seconds, I felt like it was like, and always the same inflection is always Ileana, Ileana. It was always just really drawing it out. It was never like Ileana. Like it was, there was never like any other way to say it. It nope. was always just drawn way out. I remember um, I had a friend who like barely watched the X-Men, but she, whenever we talked about it, she was always like the little snowflake and because (laughs) that also comes up a few times. So we get a flashback, right? We see Colossus saving little snowflake Ileana from being flattened by a runaway tractor. Um, But he destroys the tractor in the process. And I have to say, they give some like really kind of deep analysis about why he had to leave. That because yeah. it was a collective farm, that the government was suspicious of any sabotage to the equipment, and they turned against him as a mutant. He was the scapegoat, and he left. It was just like, "Who? That's a lot to take in for a kid." But we did it. Yeah. But hey, good news! Ileana has survived, and she climbs. Stop, stop it! I know. I will. I will. <laughs> Little Snowflake climbs out of the wreckage, and Colossus pledges to save everyone. And then I really love that Jubilee is like, "I hope the guys got my note." That's one of my favorite lines <laughs> in this episode. And hey, good news, Jubes! They did specifically logan did because hey the blackbird um he finds the note he crushes it in his hand and says omega red then he gets in the other unbeknownst to us tiny jet to follow them across the ocean yeah yeah all right (laughs) so colossus is going to to save everybody again keeping things real tight little snowflake says the soldiers brought our people here um and colossus goes i will free them and I realized that that's what happens when you're, I wrote, nigh indestructible. Yes. They're <laughs> um, like, you're like, yeah, that's 100% what I'm going to do. We need a plan, Piotr. Stop. We need a plan. Nope, I'm going in. I'm going in. And then we get uh, another great line. Give me back my family. Because uh, that's, as we covered, that is his character's want in this episode. That is it. Yeah. Motivated purely by family. And so we get to see that even in steel form, he is really pretty agile, more than I expected. Yeah. Because uh, he's doing some jumping. Uh, Jupes has a, a field suit I didn't know about with some cool tracksuit bottoms and a different coat. Like, who is that even? I've, I've, seen, that, I've seen that outfit before. It, you know, she doesn't wear it a lot, but I have seen it before. So I was like, okay, it was still kind of neat to see. I'm going to have to look it up now. Okay. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> And then enter, enter Omega Red, right? So, so the heavy enters the scene, mutant heels. Yep. And uh, he's got, he's got Ilyana in his tentacles. Whoa. And he says, you can't stop me. <laughs> and then we get one of my favorite lines. Are you going to say it, Michael? Oh, oh, uh, I can, you stinking octopus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here comes Logan. He says, like last time, and he says, I heard some fools thawed you out. I'm here to put you back on ice. So, yeah. I love that. I love that because first it just, it struck me as just like, what a silly insult (laughs) at first. Like, just like, what a funny, silly, weird little insult. And then like, you know, half a minute later, my brain went, 
tentacles. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. he's got tentacles on his arms. Oh. Okay, but I just thought I just thought it was just like again like the writers being like we can't have him say a real insult here. We just got to mm-hmm. say uh, I don't know uh octopus. Yeah, that's good, you know. Yep, got got to have something up there with egg sucking, right? Egg sucker, like yeah. that was that was in a previous episode. And, and of course, because Colossus is like obsessed with his sister, which is true to the comics. Um not like yeah. in a creepy way, but just like in a very intense way of like an older brother yeah. with a much younger sister um but so he's obsessed with saving her but she tells him directly you must help the one who saved me like colossus is just gonna be like i'm gonna get my family that's all i wanted and she's like nope you're gonna go help wolverine taking down omega red and i love that they're like trash talking omega red's like you're too old to fight but good news colossus throws a tank and uh <laughs> just crushes omega red his little tentacles like Yep. Are out, yeah, out wiggling to the side. Uncomfortable for him. <laughs> and that was the end of Omega Red. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The closing number. Um, the person- we got a lot more of episode to go. We do, actually. The prisoners go free. Mrs. Rasputin has some hustle. Good for you, lady. I'm not surprised because yeah. if you're working the hard ground of the Ust Ordansky Collective and feeding all those guys, I, I would not want to mess with you. <laughs> Wolverine says, don't need your help, but he clearly does. Yeah. <laughs> and I he's actually, hurting. He's hurting. And actually, I really love Colossus's um, response. Like, it's so nice. Of course not, but you are guest in my country. He's good manners. <laughs> like, he really gives <laughs> Logan it out that you're going to get some help, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Omega Red, though, gets out from under that tank. And he kind of shakes his fist at the sky. They cannot prevent my nation's destiny, but uh, Dark Star's overhead. And we all know that uh, they can't actually prevent his nation's destiny. And that's just what happens. We get uh, Logan's healing. He's As happens, he got, has a good torso bandage going. And yep. uh, he, he, we get some background, some exposition. Says, I tangled with him before you were born. We get a flashback. And just in case you weren't sure about the super soldier serum, there's a great picture of Captain America <laughs> tacked up in the facility. There's like a nice little poster. Like it's like like a little like inspiration mm-hmm. dream board, mm-hmm. you know? Just <laughs> yep. the Soviet dream board. We're going to get one too. <laughs> Uh, right, yep, and so Wolverine, yep. we get we see in the flashback Wolverine fights Omega Red alongside uh, Maverick, and then uh, back in the now we get the Blackbird. Here comes Storm, Gabin, and Rogue giving Wolverine some crap because he like threw away Jubilee's note. I mean, it was just crumpled on the floor, you know. Yep, just tossing it over his shoulder. Yeah. Yep, but I, I get it. He could have left it all nice, but yep. he didn't because he was angry. He was angry. And so, uh, again, super topical, Wolverine says, Omega Red's trying to grab back all the countries the Soviet Union let go. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's the news. Yeah. And if we don't go, stop him go. here, yeah. we might not get another chance. Yes. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, definitely, again, like, it's just some, some people were paying attention more than I was uh, uh, that year, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a 12-year-old. What do you want from me? Yeah, what, what, what do you want? What do you want? Um, uh, Omega Red is doing his own <laughs> monologue in an empty parliament. He and Darkstar part ways. Colossus gives a rousing speech to his countrymen. Here come the tanks. Darkstar helps. 
Good job, Darkstar. We knew you were nice. I just got to go back really quick. Those yeah. are some sneaky tanks. Like, those tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just just sil- like, silencers on those treads. Right up on them. No sound. No. Nope. Oh, there's tanks. <laughs> Pew, Whoops. Here they are. Real quiet. Uh, and then we get something that I have missed so much in X-Men the Animated Series, which is Gambit in action. He doesn't say anything in this episode, but he throws some cards like it's nobody's business. It's like, good to have you back, buddy. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. He hasn't really had much to do the past couple episodes. Not at all. I don't know what he's been doing. Maybe back in the Big Easy, taking care of business. Maybe you know, he's still a little stuff. he's still a little pissed off that everyone thought he was an assassin. So he's like, hey, maybe Gambit uh, takes some me time for a while. <laughs> I think Gambit definitely took some me time. <laughs> I love the idea that he's, like, drinking some sort of, like, like high-end wine or cocktail like explaining like my friends all think i'm an assassin <laughs> like <laughs> nah do you want a go cup oh yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah new orleans you can have that nice to go cup good oh, point yeah. good point by the way mardi gras around the corner get out oh, there yeah. guys there's a great parade called um uh so you know there's a lot of bacchus for mardi gras but there is a parade called farkas and it's all a dog parade if you like dogs <laughs> that, sorry that's that's a sidebar the year I went, no. and this was great. The year I went, it was Barkus was superhero themed, so it was all dogs and superhero costumes. So you were in heaven. I you was were... in heaven. And my my all time favorites were whenever the dog was the hero and the person was the sidekick. Like the dog is Batman, <laughs> but the person is Robin. That that was my my jam for sure. Can we just turn this let's just turn this into a talk about New Orleans podcast? Because yeah, I love okay, that great, city. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. went there on my honeymoon. I, I poured it out of there when I worked on a cruise ship. Let's just talk about New Orleans for the rest of this. Uh, you know. You know. Swamps. People buried above ground. It's supposed to be the most haunted city in the United States. That's what I they once say. saw Michael McDonald for free in a mall parking lot. He played a whole set at a family gras event. <laughs> It was crazy town. It was like, this really is a sidebar, right? My friend's got kids and she's like, oh, we're going to go to this family grab event in suburban New Orleans. It's not even New Orleans proper. So we're in the small parking lot. I have the best crayfish mac and cheese of my life. And I'm listening to this guy play like oldies music on stage. And it's like, oh, this is pretty good. It is. I'm listening. I realize that it's not covers. It actually is the last living righteous brother <laughs> singing for free in the small parking lot, then followed by Michael McDonald. Who who knew? It was heaven. Heaven. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Back to this episode. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. We're into the final battle. Yes. We uh we find out that Darkstar says Omega Red must be stopped, and Jube says, "Then let's do it." Therefore, <laughs> sending us into the final battle. So Storm knocks over and blows up a tank. Gambit gets a card right in the barrel of the tank's gun. Nice shooting, mm. buddy. And which reminded me of uh, was that Last Crusade, Indiana Jones, when he sticks something yeah, yeah. in the in the tank barrel. Sticks yeah. a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, whoa, Omega Red starts to siphon off life force energy. And to be, what's interesting is we've, this has not really been made explicit in the episode, that that's what Omega Red does, is that he siphons yeah. off life force energy energy through his his tentacles. But um, he's got Gambit, he's got Jubilee, um, Wolverine's uh, adamantium can't get through his carbonadium armor. I have a lot of questions about the properties of metals in the Marvel Universe, but that's a whole nother podcast, too. They can do whatever you need them to do. <laughs> And then we get the fight that we've been waiting for, right? Rusky at Rusky, Colossus v Omega Red. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, it happens. Oh, in this moment, which I love, when Darkstar approaches Storm and says, Mutant, you command the winds. Do you also command the cold? And it's just this close-up on Storm's face looking so pleased to be asked. And she says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Because probably exactly that. No one bothers to ask Storm. She always announces what she can do while she's doing it. So to everyone that knows her, it's like, ugh, old hat, you yep. know. So like, no one bothers to ask Storm about what her powers are, what she can do. And so when someone finally like takes an interest, Storm is like, well, thank you. Well, thank, thank, thank you <laughs> for little, noticing. Well, that's that's really nice. You know what? I'm glad you know you you put yourself out there when someone just finally gives you a little bit. Absolutely, Storm deserves that. Storm deserves that. So, um, yeah, so she hurts Omega Red with the cold, uh, and he just slaps her with his tentacles. Uh, But good news, the cold has done its work. Colossus pins him. Storm rouses and brings her full fury, etc., to bear on Omega Red. And uh, Omega Red says, no, not again, which is such a great villain line. I, I love the idea, too, that, like, you know, uh, the deepest cold could hold Omega Red. Perhaps it can again. And I'm just like, the deepest cold could hold me. Like, I'm not... <laughs> well, like, is that that special of a weapon, I guess, maybe? Well, the Only that... deep cold could hold Omega Red, I, I suppose. Yeah. But it's just like... But even that may, gave me pause, like, gave me pause because I was like... This is a Russian super soldier. You need a <laughs> Russian super soldier who can't take the cold. Like, I expect him to, like, cross Siberia with no problems. You yeah. know what I mean? So, Just a light jacket. <laughs> exactly. So go figure. Go for not so super, super soldier yeah. there. Design Sorry. flaw. Design I mean, although I guess suppose design. we have learned anything anything we've learned over the past year is that yes, the, the, the Russian arsenal is woefully inadequate and out of date technologically. So perhaps it's, it's exactly that. Well, I was going to say, well, if we've learned anything from history, it's that Russian winters will take out and they, multiple yeah. armies. Yes. Even their own. <laughs> Even their own. Ooh. Yeah. True fact. True fact. So um, Colossus is going to sacrifice himself um, oh yeah. Man, there's a lot of Real offers hero. of sacrifice, but Darkstar extracts him. Uh, Omega Red is frozen. Hooray! They did it. It might not make a lot of sense, but he was real evil. And one of the things I do like about Omega Red, even though they're like they're like, in, they've enslaved him for good. I guess if one could say such a thing on Krakoa, like I love that he has like no redeeming qualities. It's not like oh, deep down he has a philosophy or like he got really hurt. It's just like no, he's awful. <laughs> Like he's, he is a terrible (laughs) person with super soldier serum. And then um, Ilyana seems to have had some blinders on because she yells, Piotr, you did it. You stopped him as if um, no one else was involved. Yeah. Well, well, you know, she's a kid. We'll give it to her. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fine. She, he is her hero. Yeah. Um, And then he, uh, (laughs) yeah. I was, was going to go dark. It's like, he's her hero. She follows in his footsteps. She gets the legacy virus and dies. But she's back, everybody. She's back. Yeah. And she just gave limbo to Madeline Pryor, which we can all agree is a bad idea. Nothing bad will happen from that at yeah, all. Yeah, how could, how could anything go wrong? Oh, man. 
the Goblin Queen herself. I'm the sure Goblin everything will be herself. fine. I love the Goblin Queen. I, I feel for her. She had she's had a rough run of things. Not that she's made she's made her own contributions to her problems though. Yeah. Anyway, the heroes win the day. Darkstar turns on the generals. Jubilee gives Colossus a smooch. Uh, there's no Kitty Pride, and she's the youngest, the youngest female. Colossus stays to uh, rebuild, and then we get the this one of the best final lines in X Men: The Animated Series because there's always there's always the cliffhanger, but here we get Eliana saying, "Is the terror really over?" And Colossus says, "Yes, thanks to such friends." as the X-Men. That's like a real conclusion. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're going to eat those words, Colossus, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, I mean, there's... I have a lot of questions. Where's the... Where's... Where's the... What's going on in the Savage Land? They, like, set that up and draft that, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, they just had so much plot to get through in uh, uh, the K- Kamitsky Valley here. Kamitsky so, Valley, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, that's, so, that's you fair. know. That's fair. Only only one exotic locale <laughs> per, per episode. That's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but hey, hey, Anji, no, we like to give out some awards at the end of each episode. Who who won the Oscar? Most dramatic moment. Whose footage was going to be up on the big screen, Michael? Dr- dramatic, a dramatic moment. I I would say, I mean, I think the Oscars do enjoy a good villain. You know, That's so true. I do think Omega Red. Uh, Omega Red had a lot of yeah. like you know. You know the monologues and everything. So yeah, yeah, good, good choice. I can, I can go for that. I'm going to nominate as runner-up Colossus yelling, "My family!" Um, <laughs> uh, you, they, they, they could just cut that all together. Yes. Um, MVP. I'm going to put out Dark Star. I think she came out of nowhere, looked real good, and did a lot of good. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? She came through when it counted. She definitely, you know, she didn't start out on the side of the angels, but when, when it really mattered, she did the right thing. So, you know. Dark Star, definitely MVP of the uh, the episode. Very good. And and uh, favorite line? You know, I'm torn. I'm torn between two favorite lines. And we probably have the same two favorite, which is, I can, you stinking octopus. Mm-hmm. And followed up by, of course not, but you are a guest in my country. He's good manners. Yeah, oh. both of those. Those are my two favorite lines. Great. Uh, so well, I'm a little toss-up. I think we're going to give it to Wolverine for you stinking octopus. My <laughs> second was actually... Heading to the Black Sea with Colossus <laughs> to fight a guy called Omega Red. Dinner's in the freezer. Have a good day. Yeah, no, that's good. That is good. I mean, that's yeah, that is that is a chef's kiss. I, I guess I, the reason I like the uh, the Colossus one is because it just just sums up his character so well. It just really what an affable does. fellow that Colossus is, you know. And I like him. I like him. Jubilee. I don't like her. I just... <laughs> oh, I see. I see. And we haven't you know? even gotten into Colossus the Artist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which I'm, I'm, you know, as we're, we're both, uh, you know, artists as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to start to really see ourselves reflected in Colossus. And I'm not just talking about his shiny metal skin. Oh, uh, hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> Colossus is going through a real rough time in the comics right now. He's got a rough go of it, Colossus. He, he kind of does, though. He, he you know, does. He kind of does get those. He's possessed by his brother, Mikhail, right now. Oh, and no. And Mikhail used him to, like, kill his, like, lady love. It's 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 rough. Uh, but he but up. he did he did uh leave a painting for domino on her bed as a cry for help but he wasn't able to voice it oh man 
I love how I love how you're telling me this like it's like actual gossip of friends that you know. Did you hear? Did, did you, you hear that Colossus Hot left gosh. a painting for Domino? Don't don't ask how I know, but I know. Yeah, I'm not supposed to know. But I heard through the grapevine, which is literally Krakoa and or Black Tom Cassidy. It's a, it's a literal vine that talks on the island of Krakoa. Correct. Correct. Oh, man. Well, and I think I, one of the things I liked about this episode was I thought it was real tight, real simple, not um, just a, a real good superhero adventure story. Right. We've got a yeah. great bad guy. Heroes go to defeat him topical topical story that that i didn't expect not as not as much with the b plot lines and that's nice it's a good palate cleanser before we really get into the savage land yeah i mean these are these are uh, these are the kinds of stories that i uh, i like comics and superheroes for exactly those reasons yeah fun fun stuff but also kind of weirdly real stuff but still coated with that paint of fun so you know you can still enjoy it Absolutely. So we're going to close up this one, but Michael, where can folks find you if they want to get in on, on all of the arts that you do? All the arts I do. Well, once again, yes, uh, uh, longtime listeners will, will recognize uh, that I perform monthly in Westchester in the Hudson Valley at the Westchester Collaborative Theater with my theater company, Blind Tiger Improv. So yeah, we do monthly shows. Go to blindtigerimprov.com. You can check us out. I really do hope people, when uh, when they hear me in the in the beginning of the podcast i really hope if anyone's listening they go oh this guy that guy uh, you know with a, <laughs> you know with a positive sense as opposed to like oh this guy you know and skip mm-hmm. the skip the episode so i i you know if you enjoy uh, what you hear from me here uh please uh, see me do some silly make ups on stage in the hudson valley with blind tiger improv I also feel like we haven't mentioned some of your other endeavors, right? Like you've made up a whole original character universe that's on Instagram, right? That, yes. uh, On Instagram, I have the premiere universe where I I post my art of just characters that I come up with. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm not much of a writer. So a lot of them are just like really cool sketches and really cool drawings and and just fun ideas. Um, But... uh, yeah, I am an artist as well. So go on Instagram, look for the premiere universe, P-R-E-M-I-E-R universe, uh, and you'll be able to see some of the cool art that I do. Yeah, check it out, check it out. Um, and I'm Sarah Musek. You can find anything I'm doing at sarahmusek.com. And if you want to keep up with the Gene No community, uh, you can do that at Gene underscore No, which is four O's on Instagram. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Gene! No! An X-Men The Animated Series podcast. 